Many are called, but only a few are chosen. It's a calling, you know. The one you can't ignore. The one that creeps up at your door at 2am and reminds you to study for your human anatomy quiz. Do it for... Welcome to Melanin in Healthcare. I am your host, Ivy, and on this podcast, we strategically give you resourceful strategies to implement into your journey as a pre-med or med student. Before we begin, make sure you are following our Instagram at Melanin in Healthcare. Let's be honest. You didn't plan to take 18 credit hours. You didn't wake up and say, I'm going to take seven classes. Somewhere down the line, you either failed a class, you're a double major, you mismanage your classes, you're trying to catch up, or you simply just want to get ahead. Taking more than 16 credit hours in one semester is daunting, tiring, and scary. But it is manageable and it can be done. Today, we're going to talk about how to succeed when taking over 18 credit hours. Before we begin, I would like to tell you that last semester I took 19 credit hours. I had a classmate who took 22 credit hours in my freshman year. I knew a guy who took 25 credit hours in one semester with extreme overrides. So yes, it can be done. Number one, you're going to have to be a morning person. You cannot get up no later than 8 a.m. This is going to be a tough semester with 18 credit hours, so buckle up. You have to get up early so you can mentally prepare your brain to start the day. Now, unless your class starts at 10 a.m., then maybe 9 a.m. can be the time. But for the most part, most classes start at 8 a.m. or 9, and if this is the case, you have to be a morning person. In the morning, you can study and work out. Number two, you have to develop a study schedule for yourself. If you do not have a study schedule, you will struggle tremendously. Seriously. I may create an entire episode on how to create a study schedule that works. But for beginners, you need to go to Google Calendars and type in every single class you have. Once you're done, write down all of your assignments that are due and set a reminder two days before they are due so that you can get it done. Doing this will ensure that all of your assignments are done and ready to go for the next day. It is good because you may be forgetting and your phone will remind you. And trust me, you will forget with having so many assignments. This is not for the weak. But if you are listening to this, you're not weak. In fact, you are intelligent educated, sophisticated, and determined to achieve your goals. Am I correct? I thought so. Number three, it is mandatory to get a study partner. You're going to have to find a study partner if you're taking 18 credit hours. It is no way around it, my friend. The benefit of having a study partner is that two heads are better than one. Your study partner may understand something on a more in-depth level than you, which is good because the partner can help you and vice versa. 
As I said in my last episode, and if you haven't checked that one out, do so after this episode. But as I said, if your study partner is not helping you and you are only helping them, it's time to drop that partner and get another one. Another benefit of having a study partner is that you have someone to talk to. In the era of COVID-19, social isolation really rose. So having a study partner is wonderful to have someone to talk to about class. Maybe the professor is a horrible person. Having a study partner will ensure that you will have someone to share the same experience with. Who knows? Maybe you two become best friends. Or maybe you will take another class together and you become study partners again. Having a study partner increases your chances of passing. Because taking so many classes can feel discouraging and it may burn you out. But having someone who understands what you are going through makes it easier to go through it. Remember, this is not for the weak, okay? And lastly, the best way to choose a study partner is by creating a group chat for your class and honestly just DM students who seem serious about the work. How do you know who is serious? Well, you will be able to determine this by the amount of questions the students ask in class. And if you've had previous classes with them, you know who's serious and who's not. Also, another thing to know, make sure you are telling your professor ahead of time that you have a huge workload. I'm not saying they will sympathize with you, but they may be a little bit more understanding with you. One key tip is that since most professors are virtual, you want to ensure that you're dressed properly and that you have a nice background. Taking 18 credit hours can be very, very stressful. I get it. But you have to make sure that you always look your best. If you have no clue what to ask, here is a good idea. Go on YouTube or Google and find practice problems for what it is that you're researching about and try to ask the professor these questions. Are you confused? Stay with me. Let's say in physics you are studying about the electric charge. If the professor does not have a book assigned to your class, you could go on Google or YouTube and find specific practice problems. And when it's time to go to the office hours, that's when you ask those specific questions for extra help. Or another thing to do is ask your professor to review a few practice problems from the notes and to elaborate on what you should do and what you don't understand about the problem. Before you start asking questions, make sure that you greet your professor and ask them how their day is going. You'd be surprised on how well they respond to you. Professors are humans just like you. They want to make sure that you're well, but you must also ask them about their day to see if they are well. Number five, balance your social work, your social life with your work. Taking more than 16 credit hours can make you feel very imbalanced if you're not careful. You can swing from one extreme to the next. You could easily go from super social to super antisocial because you get so caught up in your work. The best way to have a balance in your social life and work life is to literally schedule in time where you want to hang out with your friends. Maybe on the weekend, you can schedule a Zoom meeting or even a coffee date. 
or perhaps on tuesday you go all out and hang out because that may be your least busiest day either way just ensure that you're not leaving your friends out of the mix but also keep in mind that your education comes first so if you're falling behind in schoolwork catch up as quickly as possible because one thing about the work it does not stop coming it gets heavier and heavier one important note to make is that during this time period because you're so busy you may have friends who simply don't understand unfortunately i have to say they may not be your friends number six find a creative outlet albert einstein said creativity is intelligence having fun if you can take one day out of the week for 10 to 30 minutes and do something that makes you happy then take that 18 credit hours and it will not be bad after all let's be honest you are not studying 12 hours a day as much as you don't want to admit you're not studying for 12 hours. You may do the 30 minute on and 10 minute off thing. And for those who don't know, a 30 minute on and 10 minute off is simply a method used for studying. You study for 30 minutes and you take a break for 10. During that 10 minutes, instead of getting on Netflix, you could do a creative outlet. What is a creative outlet, you must say? Here are a few examples of different creative outlets. But this list is not the entire list. There are plenty of creative outlets. So... Here are a few examples. Number one, learning new languages. Number two, playing an instrument. Number three, exercising. Number four, stretching. Number five, revamping up old clothing. Number six, organizing your room. Number seven, painting. Number eight, picking up a new skill such as public speaking. Number nine, recording a video of yourself number 10 makeup and number 11 much much more i just want to warn you from personal experience to not get so caught up in your creative expression that you forget to study i understand it can be very hard i i truly do but you have to understand that you are taking a buttload of classes and you don't have time to stray off your path this is business number seven exercise did you know exercise not only changes your body, it changes your mind, your attitude, and your mood. Exercise doesn't have to be some hard, ridiculous idea. Exercise can once again be a 10-minute workout on YouTube. When taking 18 credit hours or more, you need to make it your duty to work out at least 3 to 4 times a week for at least 10 minutes exercise changes your minds it gets you energized it is not healthy to sit down all day on your laptop no i am not a professional and i don't need the studies to tell you that either taking a lot of classes can be stressful and if you don't have an exercise routine or creative outlet you run the risk of burning out in the first couple of weeks a semester filled with many classes will force you to build discipline or drain you to the point where you want to sleep all day because of exhaustion. Some good exercises include planking for a minute on and 10 minutes off for three rounds. And before I finish the workout, let me explain what 10 seconds on and three rounds is. Okay, so when I say planking for one minute, that means you get in your plank position for one minute. 
you take a 10 minute break which means 10 seconds off and for three rounds you do it three times now let's continue jumping jacks for 30 seconds for six rounds 10 to 45 crunches for three rounds flutter kicks for 30 seconds for three rounds 20 cycling crunches for four rounds and 10 heel touches for four rounds and the list goes on and on and yes i just gave you one of my workouts for free you see, you have to get your body activated. You only get one body after all. Taking a buttload of classes is stressful, as I keep saying and speaking from experience. So you have to release that stress through exercise. Exercise is not just one type of body. It's not just for one type of body. And if you're listening to this now, you have the power within you to exercise. You must do it. One tip is to make sure you set up a workout based on your own goals. And another tip, start off slow. Don't start off with running 7 miles and 200 crunches on the same day. Your body will not be happy. It will make you burn out quicker than an organic chemistry lecture on alkanes. Number 8. If you can, you might have to ask professors for extensions of the work. This all depends on the professor. If you can. Try to ask for an extension on the work, but please be careful with this tip. Some professors are not as lenient and, quite frankly, do not care that you have a lot of classes. They expect you to figure it out. However, if you're extremely behind, you can email and ask them for an extension on certain assignments. Number 9. Do the assignment that is due first. What does this mean? What this means is, let's say you have three assignments. One of them is due February the 1st, the second is due February the 6th, and the third is due February the 8th. Do the one that is due February the 1st first. Then do the one that is due February the 6th, and then the one that is due February the 8th. This way you can ensure that you are completing your task on time. What do you do if all of your assignments are due on the same day? Do the one that is the least work first. Why? Because if you do this one first, you will still have energy left to do the harder ones. If you do the harder assignment first, you will be so burned out that you won't be able to put your best effort first on the last assignments. Use this advice for quizzes and tests as well. Number 10. Work ahead when possible. If possible, try to work on your assignments ahead of time. It will be so much better and you won't have to worry so much. If you have random free time, use it on working ahead. Number 11. Find three study spots. Establish three study spots. Whether it is in your home or outside of the home. For example, you can have one study spot in your bedroom, then one at the library, then one at the coffee shop. Obviously, since it is COVID-19, we can do one in the bedroom and one in the living room and one in the kitchen. Having three spots allows your brain to not get comfortable or lazy in one setting. If it is one spot, you naturally become too comfortable, leading you to procrastinate and fall asleep. You want to make sure that each spot is quiet. According to an article called East Bay Tutoring, 
varying the study environment provides your brain with more memory cues it can use to recall information the more memory cues your brain has to retrieve information the more likely you'll be able to recall the information on a test and the better the score the article goes on to say even though the place you study does not require any conscious word on your part other than choosing the location in the first place it automatically and unconsciously builds extra cues into your brain without you even knowing it is important to note that when studying in different locations you have more room it's great to have a study partner with you and you have access to more resources number 12 self-care as stated in the last episode self-care is so vital to this journey taking seven to eight classes means self-care must be mandatory not optional what is self-care the word is thrown around heavy but what exactly is it well self-care is giving your body mind and soul the proper rest it needs what are some examples of self-care anything that has to do with rest as stated in the episode titled how to survive zoom classes self-care can be anything from laying in bed all day to getting your nails done or taking a walk self-care is about doing something you love all day don't turn self-care into something just for show if you don't want to take a luxurious spa bath you don't have to number 13 if the class is so impossible to pass and you're spending 10 hours on it a day drop the class and take it in the summertime some classes mixed with other classes are just not realistic and can be very extremely hard to take together depending on the professor and the schedule taking physics and organic chemistry and biochemistry in the same semester spells disaster I am not saying completely disregarded. I am saying that if possible, do not try to take it in the same semester. It is a disaster waiting to happen. If you have classes that are taking up way too much time to the point where you are unable to do the assignment from other classes, you might have to drop. Now, take this with a grain of salt because I am aware that some classes are prerequisites to other classes, so if it is a prereq class you might have to stick it out however if the professor is so unbearable and you cannot keep up with the work then yes drop it and take it over the summer number fourteen schedule in a nap time seriously naps are not just for little children I know, we all secretly wish we could go back to the time where we could nap and not be judged. Taking seven to eight classes can make you very tired. If possible, try to schedule in a 30-minute nap each day. It will build your energy back up, but be careful not to overdo this to the point where you are sleeping all day. Number 15. If possible try to take 18 credit hours your freshman and sophomore year i understand if this is not possible but if possible do it those years taking 18 credit hours per semester should be done during your first two years 
your last two years should be the restful years. But once again, I totally understand that this may not be possible and things may not work out like that. But if you are listening and you are a freshman or sophomore, 18 credit hours is better than these two years. It's better the first two years because you have way more energy to get things done. And by the time your junior and senior year comes around, you will only have to take about 12 to 16 hours. Trust me, I know seniors taking 19 credit hours. That is ridiculous and mismanagement of classes. I'm not judging because if I did not catch up my sophomore year, I would probably be in the same boat. Number 16. If you find yourself falling behind, turn social media off. Social media is a big no-no when trying to study. Turn your phone off if possible. You may even have to delete the apps off of your phone until you are done studying. Yes, seriously. Number 17. You're either going to be pulling all-nighters or you're going to be up early in the morning. It is up to you. During this journey, you will either be a morning person or an all-night. There is generally no in-between. Your sleep schedule may be a little imbalanced, but after a while, you will get the hang of it. It is better to be a morning person because, according to studies, you learn better in the morning. Studies versus practicality are two different things, and I am very aware of that. But being a morning person is so much easier. Well, that is the end of this episode, and let's recap a little. Taking 18 credit hours is very hard, but it is very doable. Just in case you didn't get to take notes on the 17 tips, here they are. Number one, you're going to have to be a morning person. Number two, you have to develop a study schedule for yourself. Number three, it is mandatory to get a study partner. Number four, asking a lot of questions to go to virtual office hours. Number five, balance your social life with your work. Number six, find a creative outlet. Number seven, exercise. Number eight, if you can, you might have to ask professors for extension work. Number nine, do the assignment that is due first. Number ten, work ahead when possible. Number eleven, find three study spots. Number twelve, self-care. Number 13, if the class is so impossible to pass and you're spending 10 hours in it, drop the class and take it in the summertime. Number 14, schedule in a nap time. Seriously. Number 15, if possible, try to do the 18 credit hours your freshman and sophomore year. Number 16, if you find yourself falling behind, turn social media off. Number 17, you're either going to have to pre-pulling all-nighters or you're going to have to be up so early in the morning. 
It is important to maintain balance and structure in your life. It is important that you do not lose hope and that you strive for greatness. If you're still watching the episode or listening, then that means you are intelligent, educated, and determined to achieve your goals. You, my friend, will make it very far in life. I am going to leave you with a quote. Education is the passport to freedom for those who prepare for it today. The future belongs to you. Today is your opportunity to build the tomorrow you want. I believe in you. I want you to believe in yourself. Thank you for watching Melanin in Healthcare. For more education, inspiration, and representation, stay tuned for episode number seven.